Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, episode 28. This is the 200 Churches Podcast, created to provide resources and encouragement to leaders of the 94% of congregations in America under 500 members. Now, here are two gentlemen that lead in a 200 church and strive to provide information that will make you smile, think, and be challenged. Oh, and they're all around nice guys, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. We appreciate you listening today. I'm Johnny Craig, and as usual, I'm joined by Jeff Cady. And uh, Jeff, it's a beautiful day up here in Northwest Iowa, which is saying something for this time of year. It is. It's a little warm, a little muggy, a little sticky, but you hey. you got to complain a little bit, I You suppose. know, it t- it's these kinds of days that I look forward to negative like 20 or 30 in February. Which is not uncommon for us, yeah. But, no. but I'm just saying, it's, I'm, I'm happy to be back here. I've been gone. Last week I was gone in St. Louis. Been Three so weeks nice. ago I was gone in Chicago. <laughs> Thank you, No, Jeff. I mean, I missed you. It's, it's, <laughs> it's so nice to have you back. Okay, okay. Yes. So, but it's, I am happy happy to be back and enjoying the the weather up here but today but, uh, but today before we get into our to our topic okay steve spear the crazy, oh, a little on steve spear yeah the crazy running man running across the country uh i put a post about him up yesterday on tuesday and i would encourage you if you haven't if you don't know who steve spear is uh we featured him on episode 20 or 22 of the podcast just a month or two ago, and he is running across America to raise money to provide clean water for life to a community of 30,000. I think it's in Kenya, Africa. Yep. It's either Kenya or Uganda, uh, but he he's, do, I mean, he's doing it. He's grinding it out every single day. His goal is 35 miles a day. And he had a couple 105-degree days, yeah. didn't he? Yeah, and that's in yesterday's. There's a YouTube video uh, embedded in yesterday's post. Uh, just wanna, I just want to give him kudos and draw awareness to what he's doing. Um, he, is, he has raised so far about $150,000. He needs to raise $1.5 million. So $50 will give clean water for life to one person. So if you're able to give $50, that's one of the 30,000 people he's trying to help. Yeah, so definitely look at that. Uh, donate to Steve. What he's doing is really a great ministry. We were really privileged to have him on the podcast with us, and uh, we'll, be, we'll be continuing to think and pray about him, and we would encourage you to do that as well. Today we are going to be talking about an article um, that, that, Jeff, you actually turned me on to um, from a website called IC Resolution. I see resolution. Yeah, it's a website concerning conflict and conflict management. Okay. And the premise of the article is that conflict is not bad. And in churches, we often think that, you know, con- we run from conflict. Sure, conflict is a four-letter word in the church. And we avoid it, sometimes at all costs. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really negative for us to do that. One of the things that he says in the article, and we're going to link to it so you can read it, one of the things he says is that whether or not people engage in conflict, there's conflict. Conflict is there. Sure, sure. It may spoken be, or unspoken. Yeah, and it may be muted or invisible, but there's still conflict there. Yeah, and what I liked uh, about this article is that he pointed out 
different people have very different ways of dealing with conflict, um, very different conflict management styles. And, and he points out some people will just, it's, they'll like retreat into themselves and, and they don't want to say anything, you know, and you can see them slowly getting more and more and more quiet and, and refusing to speak up. And that's really how they're dealing with conflict. You can tell that there's a conflict, at least within them, about something that's being said um, because of the way they're reacting. And I think it's interesting that he points that out uh, that there are these different styles and, and really uh, turns us on to the fact that we should be um, training ourselves and training our boards to deal with those. Which, it, which is exactly the problem. And the reason why I thought this would be a good topic to talk about this week, because two weeks ago we talked about boldness yep. in ministry, and you have to be bold if you're going to enter into conflict. For sure. And then last week we talked about the 10, uh, ten steps to, to solve any disagreement in ministry or to resolve to resolve any different d- disagreement in ministry and and this week um, talking about conflict the truth is if there are pastors listening to us and we know there are most of them the vast majority of them are in churches that do not handle conflict well and that in fact um, they they avoid conflict yeah and they do not create any opportunities for constructive conflict. And maybe you're listening right now and you're thinking, Jeff and Johnny have gone crazy. Like the last thing that I want to do is bring conflict into my church, is bring conflict into my board meeting. Like we're humming along pretty good right now. Uh, the last thing that I want to do is start a disagreement or create some tension where it doesn't need to be created. But like we just said, there is conflict. There is tension happening in your church. There's tension happening in all churches. 200 churches are no different. And in this article, it talks about a ch- church that would construct a culture where disagreement is discouraged or even outlawed. So as we read that, constructing a culture where disagreement is discouraged or outlawed, I know a lot of guys are listening to that, and that, yeah, that's, that's the culture that I'm in. Maybe that's even the culture that you have constructed, where when you have a board meeting or any kind of a ministry team meeting, any kind of a planning meeting where you're talking about details and what you're going to do, there's, there's disagreement, there may be conflict, and you want, to just, you want to just patch it over quickly and move on. Right, and your motivations may be pure. I mean, we're not, we're not trying to indict pastors right now. Your motivations might be from a good place where you don't want fights erupting, you don't want divisions in the body, but, but what we're trying to say is you're going to make divisions far, far worse if you just try to sweep conflict under the rug time and time again and never really kind of face it head on, lean into it, and encourage, uh, and encourage an environment where healthy conflict can happen. See, when I came to the church that we're in right now, Johnny, 10 years ago, I did not have, I mean, I had good motivation, but unfortunately, I also had a, a healthy dose of ignorance you know, in terms of conflict. Sure. Because I came from a church where conflict destroyed and ripped apart the fabric of community in the church. So when I came to this church, I didn't really want to be a part of conflict. So my uh, my motivation was that there would be peace and that there would be harmony. Sure. But the, but the premise, uh, the, the wrong premise is that there has to be a void of conflict in order to there be, in order for there to be the presence of peace and harmony. And that's not true at all. No. That's absolutely not true. In fact, the right use of con- conflict will promote peace and harmony in a church. 
And what the author of this article points out is that conflict at its core is really about truth seeking. And he points out that a lot of people aren't really concerned about finding or seeking truth. They're concerned about maintaining whatever belief or truth they currently hold. And so when we when we uh, cultivate an environment of healthy conflict, what we're doing is saying, hey, we're interested in finding truth. We're interested in finding resolution and creating harmony, recognizing that the only way to do so is to take people who have divergent right opinions on what truth is and bringing them together through conflict. Well, and he talks about if you have a culture where there's no disagreements allowed, that it may appear to be and give the impression of being a conflict-free zone, when in reality it says the conflict still exists, but it's the internal conflict within the leaders right. because they continue to operate in what he calls states of cognitive or spiritual dissonance. And because they've never uncovered the problems, the divisions, the conflicts that exist in order to resolve them. Right. Start to peel back the layers. So the reason we're talking about this today, I mean, we've just covered a lot of it, but the reason we're talking about it is really because what the author says here is absolutely correct. As with any type of business or organization, the key to making conflict productive lies with the pastor or leader. And so the purpose of this podcast is for you uh, who are listening um, as a leader or a pastor of a 200 church to uh, to grow in the way that you operate, to grow in your leadership. And so this starts with us. Um, if we are going to have productive conflict in our churches, Jeff, that starts with you and I. And it starts with the people who are listening to this podcast right now um, in order to find a way to do that. I mean, recently we talked about how you and I don't have very many disagreements. Right. And, and we really don't. We don't have that many disagreements. But sometimes we do have things that are con- conflicting. Sure. And I, I don't know if that's different than a disagreement. <laughs> you know, I think it is. We're just going maybe in two different directions that maybe conflict. So recently, you and I had a conversation where we both had to be open and honest with each other. And that openness and honesty re- required there to be a, a verbal conflict, a conversational yeah. conflict where you, we had to both step into that, what Bill Hybels calls the, the tunnel of communication or the tunnel of conflict, okay. where you won't, there's no resolution until you each walk in either side of the tunnel and have to grapple with each other and then get out the other side. Right. So a lot of people walk into that tunnel, they see the person on the other end, they smile and wave and they turn around and retreat. <laughs> Right. We think that's easier, but in reality, in the short term, it's easier. Right. The reality is that that's not. You know, that's going to lead to more and more problems down the road. And what's funny is you say, you know, we had a we had this conflict, we had a conversation. Uh, I'm so uh, accustomed to hearing conflict as this huge bugaboo, this huge negative. Like, like Jeff, if you and I had conflict, right, we were on the verge of fisticuffs or something right. like yeah. that. And the the reality of the situation is, it was nothing like that. Uh, it was just you seeking to be understood, me seeking to be understood, us getting to that middle point and resolving some things. And you know, the biggest fear that I had, and maybe you had, but I won't put words into your mouth, <laughs> and I, th- I think that pastors will, will see this, the biggest fear is that, we might, that I might hurt your feelings. Sure. The biggest fear is that I may say something to you where your feelings get hurt and you don't like me. 
or you're not as happy with me, or you don't accept me the way the way I want you to accept me, right? or that for some reason you're just not that pleased with me. And I think if we were honest as leaders, that's a bigger fear. It's really more about us sometimes and how, how we're going to be accepted and received, mm-hmm. and for us to be able to enjoy this this uh, you know this dissonance free um, <laughs> you know conversation and relationship and friendship and sometimes we're not going to be able to because we have to step into that tunnel of conflict in order to lead in order to better each other and in order to move the whole thing forward and the reality is sometimes you're going to have to step into that conflict sometimes you'll have to lean into it uh, and it and it really depends on who the other party is so Jeff when you and I talked right I. I have so much love and respect and trust in you that when you spoke to me, I was not on right this edge of uh, being offended or this edge of like I'm just waiting for him to say the wrong thing so I can hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. You know, I was looking to learn from that situation, and I'm no saint. I mean, I'm not like perfect by any means, but it is the the recipient has to be responsible for a lot of of that for a lot of when you know when you have to lean into that conflict with somebody um both sides have to realize like this is for the betterment of the situation and so um luckily i guess between you and i we have a a great understanding of each other and, and where we're coming from but even in those situations where you have somebody who might yeah they might take some offense they might have their feelings hurt long term projected out you have to say hey this is for the best, and and eventually, when when you come around and understand what happened here, you're gonna appreciate it. And I think one of the keys and one of the secrets to fast tracking, uh, advancing toward a goal, fast tracking a team to get them to the point where they're working real well as a team, where they're moving forward, they're advancing the ball down the field. A lot of people think there are these um, these little leadership secrets, you know, communication secrets, uh, whatever it might be. You know, how do we how can we fast track our leadership? I think the way you fast track is you enter into the conflicts. Sure. I mean, you engage the disagreements. And in the article here, they talk about having a having a safe conflict zone, not a yeah. conflict free zone, but actually a safe conflict zone where you're able to share ideas, you're able to disagree, it's okay, because uh, he says he says in here, I want to get this right now, he says that um, discovering truth does not seem to be a common human trait. At least it doesn't appear to be as strong as the need to appear to be correct. So we'd, we would rather be correct and right rather than go after the truth. So we're not going to, we're not going to share our feelings because the other person might not, there might be a conflict with the other person. Sure. There might be a conflict with what the other person thinks or how they feel. So we're afraid to share our feelings because we don't want to appear stupid, ignorant, um, you know, insensitive. We don't want to be wrong. So I know that just in our conversation here recently, when we had what we might call a, a, a confrontation in terms of the conf- uh, conversation, yeah, it's kind of fast-tracked a lot of things for us. Sure. You know, just in the last week or so, we, we have come to a better understanding. Well, it puts uh, us on the same page. Yeah, we're on the same page. And we talked about some podcasts ago 
okay, well, I'm not sure exactly what the subject was, but we said if there's a disagreement or there's a problem, step right into it. Oh, we were talking about expectations and the expectations you have as staff members and as leadership. Sometimes you have to you have to reset those expectations. You've got to recommunicate them and just step right into it and be quick to engage it yeah. and enter into the conflict, resolve it, and move forward. Well, that's easy when you're just talking about it, but when it actually comes up and you have to do it, yeah, I mean, even I think that in the best relationships and the best situations, there can be obstacles to that. And sometimes those obstacles are within a leader themselves, and sometimes they're just fear of outside forces and how they'll be responded to. Yeah. So we've talked around this now a little bit, talked around this article, talked around uh, the issue of conflict. We just want to give you really three... Uh, I guess tips, three how-tos, three bullet points, action items for how you can get some healthy conflict going in your church. Um, so this is, I guess, the nuts and bolts. This is us leaving you with right some actionable items. And the first, the first one of those is encourage conflict. And again, that sounds so weird to encourage conflict, but truly, um, this is how you're going to get people to be on the same page. This is how you're going to build some consensus and really seek truth. What's the alternative to that, Johnny? I run from conflict. Yeah, discourage yeah. conflict. I tell people to just shove it down, shove it down, shove it down until they explode. Well, you know, I, I try to discourage conflict because I only use stairs when they're going down. <laughs> yeah. No, I never go upstairs because that's, that's a conflict with, that, with, my, conflict, yeah. with my ease and my comfort level. So I only use stairs when they're going down. Sure. Because I don't like the tension of having to push my girth up. <laughs> But I mean, really, that's so foolish if we wouldn't encourage conflict. Because encouraging conflict, it's like, it's like you don't want to see the dirt around your house. So you put on glasses that make your eyes fuzzy so you can't see the fine dirt lurking right. everywhere. It doesn't, it's still there. It's still a problem. It doesn't fix anything. So encourage conflict. Put on glasses where it actually brings things into focus so that you can see what's there. Yeah, because the growth happens in tension. Um, the growth that we uh, experience as leaders, the growth that our church will experience um, spiritually and health-wise, that growth can only happen when there's a healthy tension, when we've incur- uh, encouraged healthy conflict. That's really when we can grow um, and become more like what God ha- is asking us to be. And a lot of, you know, athletes know this. They understand that. Yeah. You know, you go in the weight room and there's going to be conflict. The conflict is you you are trying to push this bar up and, and the gravity is trying to push that bar down and you're in healthy tension and conflict and that conflict does. It strengthens, it clarifies, it produces growth. You don't know how much you can lift until you try and lift it. Right. And you could probably get within five or ten pounds of the exact weight that you could actually lift how by engaging it, by going in, setting a little peg in the machine and seeing how much you can lift. Yeah. And then you go from there. But you you define reality and then you go from there. Yeah. So the second point after encourage conflict is expect conflict. So if you're going to open up the door, if you're going to open up Pandora's box of conflict, which we think you should, you you had better expect that it will happen. Don't think, hey, we're going to open this up. We're going to open up the microphone or the floor. We're going to have people express, you know, how they feel. We're going to uh, create this environment where conflict can happen. Or kumbaya. And then, well, and then expect kumbaya. And expect, we expect kumbaya. Yeah, and then no, and nobody comes to the microphone to share, or nobody, you know, voices any concerns. That's not going to happen. <laughs> if you are creating an environment where uh, conflict can happen, expect that conflict 
will happen. And, and what would it say about the people on your team if there were never conflict? What would it say about them? Well, that they don't care is what I would say. That they don't care or they don't have a brain in their head. <laughs> Right. So we're going to assume they have a brain. You got to assume they've got a brain that they care. So there's some passion involved, right? That there's some commitment, and that if there's something that they don't think is right, that they would have the voice that, the, yeah, the the commitment to voice that to try to get us on the right track. Absolutely. And and we're going again. What we said earlier, we're shooting for truth. We're shooting for what will work. We're shooting for the right direction. And that's gonna, there's going to be a lot of discussion around that until you get to it. So when you expect this conflict, get ready to manage the good conflict and try to weed out the bad conflict. So, for example, sarcasm doesn't get anybody anywhere. And some people will default to sarcasm when a conflict arises. No, no, so you're saying I default to sarcasm. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I yeah, see how Jeff. it is. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to say. You're so, terrible. Okay, so you're saying sarcasm is is bad conflict. <laughs> yeah, sarcasm is bad conflict. Okay, and, and other bad conflict is shooting down somebody's idea on site. Yeah, out know? of hand without any sort of it's like understanding. a clay pigeon. They, they they toss it up and boom, you blow it out of the air. Absolutely, that's also bad conflict. The good conflict is the conversation. It's the tension. It's let's let's seek to understand, then be understood, right? All of that. And we talked about that, I think, last week. And that is all good conflict. So get ready to be able to manage between the good and the bad. Not all conflict should just go. People will just walk away totally burned. So get ready to manage the good and the bad. So I'm thinking bad conflict is when you share your idea and I say, what are you, crazy? Or... Good That's conflict would conflict, be yeah. where you share your idea, and I say, you know what, man, I'm trying to get my mind around that. Could you just say that again, maybe in different words, because I'm a little slow today. That would be, yeah, absolutely. See? Okay. So the third point um, is control conflict, and this goes with the good and the bad, but I think it, it goes beyond that even. If you're going to create an environment, right? where conflict is encouraged, um, then you can expect that it will happen. But what you don't want is your conflict bleeding over all over into the relationships that the people in your church have, into small groups, into ministries. So now everything becomes this right bickering match. Everything becomes this conflict. Conflict should happen in the environments right that, we, that we've created for it and not get spread out into the whole church. We have to know when we leave a board meeting, right, that we're all brothers and sisters in Christ, that we all love each other, that we are all on a mission together. Our, our conflict can't get boil up and spill out over all over the place. With my gas grill outside, it's kind of old, and the little tubes, now I, I, I'm not really good at this, I don't know what they're called, but you know the little tubes underneath the grate, where the, where the gas goes through, sure. and then you light it, and the little flames come out, right? <laughs> so mine are all rusty, and they've He's got a grill holes master. in them. Yeah, I'm a grill master. I, I make them for a living. I design them. <laughs> it, you've got these holes in, in that apparatus, and, and the, the propane is good as long as it stays where it's supposed to stay, and it'll burn brightly, and it'll do its job. Yeah. But if it starts wandering off and leaking out the side of your, uh, of your grill, and you go to light it, and there's already gas you know, a foot or two in the air, air above the grill and I, I don't know if that's happened to you that's happened to me before and all of a sudden you've got this boom this this explosion of fire for two feet above your grill that's bad that's never happened to me well but i would agree to me 
<laughs> that does sound very bad. I, I mean, it's just, you know, conflict is like that. If it sure. goes where it's not supposed to go, yep. and where it's not supposed to go, perhaps, especially in a board meeting, is outside of the meeting. Right. We talked about this last week. You know, we don't talk uh, poorly about other staff or other leadership in our church out, you know, outside a class, yeah. somewhere where we're not supposed to. And then it's destructive instead of being constructive. As leaders, it's our responsibility to create environments where conflict can happen, to expect that conflict to happen, and then to control the conflict that does happen. Um, and it's scary. I get that. I am a harmony seeker. I just want peace. And I do want the kumbaya, like you said earlier, Jeff. I look for that. But as leaders, really... If we want to get people on the same page, if we want to get people um, kind of around the mission and vision of our church, uh, around the, the mission and vision that God has given you, then the conflict has to happen. We have to be able to seek that truth together and find a direction based on healthy understandings of the other, and, uh, and that happens really through conflict. Now, here's a, another follow-up here. Here's another action step. If you want to create a safe conflict zone in, on your board, here's what I would recommend the first thing you do. The first thing you do is you go to the link that we've got on here and you read this article. You print those two posts out and you hand them out to your board members. You have them read them ahead of time, and on the agenda of your next meeting, you talk about how can we create good, constructive, helpful, advancing conflict on in our board meetings and between us as leaders. You assume that they all have something great to bring to the process. You assume that it's not all going to be the same thing, and that if you embrace and use conflict constructively, it can really take your church and your whole leadership team to the next level. So for the leaders who are listening today, um, we would just encourage you to do that, right? Print this off, read the, read the article, print this off, take it to your board meeting, and, and start to create space for conflict to happen, because conflict, that's where growth happens, and, and that's where movement is going to happen in your church to get you forward, to move the ball down the field. Especially if you're in a 200 church, you've got a smaller church, it tends to be that the strong personalities will drive the meetings, and if you all sit down and talk about this together, even if it's both of you... You know, even if the leadership team is two people, even two people can avoid conflict. So we would recommend you do that. And we've really enjoyed uh, talking about this with you. And Johnny and I are going to go off and fight for a while. So thank you for listening to this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. Thank you for listening to this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. Feel free to give the guys feedback or ask questions at 200churches.com. And remember, the leadership that you provide in your 200 church matters big in the kingdom of God.